Okay. Greetings, everyone. I wanted to uh, really share some insights and some perspectives that were really coming up for me this morning around the nature of money, finances, <clears throat> abundance, prosperity, opulence, creating more resources of energy in our lives, and also some perspectives around what holds all of us back from actually creating not just the life we want, but creating the resources and the means to manifest and architect the life that we truly want to live. That's a pretty dug down deep, rich subject in of itself with a lot of different um, transition points, a lot of different things that we could dive into, but I want to focus particularly on money right now. Um, this is probably the biggest source of stress and dis-ease in the world. And when I say dis-ease, I mean a mind and body out of ease, because that's really the definition of dis-ease. It's a mind and a body out of ease. So always in a state of tension, always in a state of sympathetic overload, freeze, fight, flight, fear, concern, doubt, worry, all these things, right? And these are the prevailing pathological um, symptoms of a body and a mind out of ease. So when we really understand from a, from a, a health perspective that our connection and our relationship with money is absolutely um, important, absolutely critical, and a critical area of the material world that we must master in order to truly live the life that we really desire, the life that we really truly are capable of living and embodying, then it brings us to this conversation. There's a lot of things that I really want to share, so I'm just going to kind of consolidate my thoughts here for a moment so we can lead into this on the right, the right foot, and then the flow will take over and we will go um, where, it, where the, the energy wants to go. One thing I want to say is that Money in of itself is not really the issue. Money is the most common commodity in the world. It's the most common thing. It's everywhere. Everybody has some of it. Some people have more than others, but it is floating around. Whether you're talking about paper dollars or you're talking about made up numbers on a computer screen or a bank, a bank statement, it's the most common thing. And it's also the most common thing on the consciousness of people everywhere. So people are thinking about it all the time. Most people are thinking in the negative, how much money they need, how much money they don't have, and all the worries and concerns that come along with that. Um, but ultimately, what we need to understand is that there is no lack of money or resources. We live in a time in human history where opulent unlimited abundant resources have never been more available to every single human being on the planet. I'm not going to get into a whole debacle around like certain people in the world in third world countries and poverty and all that. That's a different conversation. I'm talking to you right now who is watching this. You right now who is privileged enough to hear this message on your phone or on your computer to live stream this with me. We are so absolutely privileged. And because we've grown up in this age of information and technology and availability, we are so spoiled to the point where we don't actually realize and recognize how truly fortunate we all are. 
And that's the first thing that I think is really important to understand is that gratitude and appreciation is, is really the key to creating all that you wish to have in your life. Because ultimately, everything that we desire to obtain, acquire, and to have, and to experience is because we want to feel a state of feeling. And we would prefer to feel that as a consistent thing, right? We would prefer to feel prosperous and abundant and happy and joyful and fulfilled and satisfied on a moment-by-moment ongoing process, right? That would be the preference. So oftentimes what we do is we seek to obtain certain things, um, whether that's a relationship that is the obtainment of money as a means to get a new car, to get a new home, to start that business that you really want to start to create more alternative streams of income in your life. Ultimately, all of these things are a bridge and access point to creating the experiences that are going to elicit the states of feeling that we ultimately want to feel. So one thing that I would say, similar to what I say, you know, when I talk about religion and stuff, is that you don't need a middleman to God right? Nothing wrong with congregating and, and going to these, these organizations, these atmospheres that are inspiring and inspiring um, an enthusiasm, right? To connect with higher states of feeling, to connect with our creator. That's all beautiful, but you can't rely on those things because ultimately they're a middleman to your divine connection with the creator, with your higher self, right? So you can actually bypass that and go straight into that. Same thing when you think about what can money do for me? That's the question we should probably ask first is what is the nature of prosperity? What is the nature of abundance? What is the nature of money in of itself? Um, We've had a lot of imposed upon um, social motifs. One of them I think is absolutely ridiculous, but it's the one that's pervading people's minds all the time, which is time is money. Time is money. Um, First of all, that's absolutely ridiculous. And second of all, we don't even really understand what time is anyways. You know, our made up Gregorian calendar is uh, is very arbitrary and it, it doesn't actually tell you anything about time and the nature of time. And um, and it's actually made up. There's actually only 10 real Um, If you want to go from that model, the calendar model, only 10 of those months are actually accurate. It would actually be spread out a lot longer based on the four seasons, the four cycles of a year, um, the the cycle of a year. Two of those months in particular are actually um, injected into the calendar that we know now as the Gregorian calendar, July and August. July, Julius Caesar. August, Augustine. Those were injected into our calendar model for what reason? I will leave that up to your interest in investigation to go down that rabbit hole. But so let's think about this. Time is money. That is an incredible fear-based program that keeps us in this, this time slave loop where we're a slave to time. We're always trying to manage time, and we equate our days and our weeks and our month in relationship to the money that is coming in twice a week, right? If you're working a a normal J-O-B, the acronym for J-O-B is just over broke, just so you know, just over broke. 
That's why being an entrepreneur and creating alternative streams of residual income is absolutely critical. It's not even an option. You have to do that for yourself and for your family. Otherwise, my opinion is that you're being very naive and very economically irresponsible because the tide is changing. Things are changing right now. So you have to really activate an entrepreneurial impulse within yourself, whether you're fulfilled with your job. If you are, that's great. Create alternative sources of income so you have energy flowing from multiple angles, at least four, five, or six streams of income over a lifetime that are all funneling this energy source so you never, ever have to make a decision based on whether you can afford something or not, right? Very key. I'm, I'm so fortunate in my life, I'm not making the money that I will be making and the money that I desire and deserve and can make. But right now I haven't had to work a job and man, how long has it been? It's been well over a decade. It's been well over a decade. And I really looked at this, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it really dawned on me actually, because I was in a place, you know, as an entrepreneur, you go through ups and downs and um, I've been in, I've been, in the negative, I've made a lot of money very quickly. And yeah, I've been in, I've been in that, that up and down, that fluctuation. I've felt the emotions and, and all the stuff that comes up through that process. One thing dawned on me is that every single moment of every single day, I don't have to do anything unless I choose to do it. I don't have somebody hanging over me, telling me what to do. I have to be my own employer and my own employee. Um, that's another conversation on entrepreneurialism. I want to put that to the side, but I really realize that gratitude and appreciation is is required right now. And what you appreciate will appreciate in your life. What you don't appreciate will um, will depreciate, right? And it will it will it will it will become something that's detrimental or negative or that's leaking energy, right? So what you appreciate and what you have gratitude for will actually create an opening within you to actually receive more of that energy that you are um, you're cultivating through the awareness of the prosperity that you already have in your life as it is. Something one of the things that I wanted to share was around. Um, uh, I guess it's almost like time management. You can't manage time. That That's completely hokey, ridiculous uh, idea. It's the same thing of like time is money, right? Just these social motifs that we've just somehow taken on, didn't question it whatsoever. You know, we just took it on and it's like, oh yeah, time is money. So then you don't understand the implications of what that actually does to your energy system, what that does to your consciousness and how it manipulates your, your choices of where you do spend your money and how much money you can create and earn for yourself and your family and whatever your, 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 endeavors and your ventures and the things that you want to create in the world is it creates a, a bottleneck on what's possible. Um, so look, money issues oftentimes are energy mismanagement issues. Money issues are oftentimes energy mismanagement issues. I was thinking this morning, um, just thinking into feeling into this conversation that I wanted to have I remember about two years ago or so, I was in a pretty interesting place in my my life. Um, I had gone through some rock bottom moments. 
I think there was one moment where like I was $20,000 in debt from a few decisions that went awry and um, it wasn't fun. And I was in a, you know, I was going through relationship um, roller coasters. I was having a dark night of the soul for sure. It was, everything was falling apart, the whole thing. Right. And so I, um, I had a conversation. I went for a walk with one of my really good friends. His name's Brandon Hawk. We've done an interview together. Great interview for my podcast. And um, Brandon Hawk is a world-class transformation coach um, who's created a lot of abundance for himself and for his family and supported many, many people around the world. And we're just going for a walk downtown and, and we're having a conversation about life. And I, I, I remember telling him, I said, you know what, Brandon? I want to experience more opulent abundance financially. I want to experience what it's like to have financial freedom because I've never had that in my life. Um, I didn't come from money. I came from very humble means. I came from um, a single parent and, um, uh, you know, just me and my mom and my grandmother, really. I lived with my mom and my grandmother um, all of my upbringing. And I never came from availability in terms of like, you know, like a lot of the kids that were, were that I, that I knew that just, you know, their parents, you know, had millions of dollars where the cases, they were very well off. I never had that. So that kind of followed me. And I told him, you know, I, I want to experience financial freedom. I'm ready for that. And you know what he told me? It was so interesting. He said, you know what I hear you saying, Ronnie, is that you want to experience more energy you want to experience more energy. It's not just the money that you want to experience because money comes and goes, right? It's your ability to steward and hold the, the money, which is really the key, you know, because it's, it's a lot easier to make your first million dollars than it is to keep the million dollars. As every single person who's made a million dollars will tell you, it's a lot easier to make a million dollars than it is to keep a million dollars. So just hold on to that thought right there. So, energy. We hear this a lot, right? That money is energy, but, but unfortunately most people leave it on the surface. They leave it at that and they don't probe deeper. They don't look within themselves. They don't look at how they're mismanaging their energy and all the open loops that they have in their life. This is one of the things that I I really coach people on a lot and help them navigate their own internal terrain of the choices that they're making in their life and where they're putting their energy. This shows up in, in our dating life, you know, for dating, you know, this is, I'm speaking completely from my own experience, dating multiple people at a time, not a big deal, right? But it does become a big deal when you have big dreams and you're focusing most of your energy on creating um, whatever it is that you're creating, then you have this dispersing micro channels of energy that are dispersing in these other areas. And then you have this business or your, your job or your career, or your family or whatever, probably if you have a family, probably not dating multiple people, but you get my point, right? You have all these different open channels of energy that are going in multiple directions and you start to leak your core primordial ojas energy in Ayurveda. They call this your ojas in Chinese medicine, they call this your jing. So essentially, you're, you're, you're spreading out too much chi, too much chi energy, and it's leaking your battery pack. It's leaking your jing and actually can create adrenal fatigue um, and thyroid issues as well. That's a physiological byproduct of this kind of behavior. 
Um, and what, what happens with that behavior too, because from the money perspective, you leak all this energy, you don't have enough energy to actually allocate your resources. And then, um, then it creates all this stress and tension. Then, you know, all this weight gets on top of you, especially if you do have obligations and responsibilities to uphold, then you can, you can actually um, manifest some serious adrenal, thyroidal, hormonal, um, and other issues in your physical body. So that's how the, the money and the health perspective kind of connects right there. Right. So let's, let's take it, let's take it back here. Money issues are oftentimes energy mismanagement issues. This brings me to another point, which is that it's never the resources that we lack. It's a lack of resourcefulness that we need to look at. One of the things that I have proved over and over and over to myself, I know this is true as anything is true, is that it's never a resource issue. It's a solution orientation issue. I'm not being solution focused. I'm being problematic focused. I'm focusing on the perceived problem and that puts lack limitation and, um, and, uh, and bottlenecks the energy that I can manifest into direct that energy into what it is that I want to create every time. And there is an interesting pattern that entrepreneurs have until a lot of us break out of that pattern, which is this like kind of struggle to succeed pattern where, you know, we have a certain thermostat. We have a certain thermostat. They call this the upper limit. So let's say, for example, you have a certain amount of money that you need to have in your bank account to just kind of feel at ease, right? There's a certain limit where you will not go below. That's your thermostat. It'll get too cold. And all of a sudden, you're like, man, I need to, I need to turn it on. And I need to get into action and get into gear. Um, let's say that's like $1,000. Let's just say that. Okay, $1,000 in your bank account. That's your low limit. That's the limit you will not go below. And when you get closer to that, you start to get anxious. You start to get tense. And that's when you start to turn on the gears and get in the game, right? Well, conversely, there's an upper limit. There's a thermostat. Once you start getting, you, you know, most people live in the lukewarm place, right? Um, which is like that in between, it's kind of like not really making a decision, you know, to go to the next level, but kind of like teasing it out a little bit. Um, so when you, so let's say $5,000 is like your upper limit. Okay. So you, you work, you, 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 you hustle, whatever the thing is, and then you, you crack it out and then you get to that 5,000 and then you chill you're like, okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm going to relax. I'm going to chill. I'm good. Everything's fine. I feel at ease. I'm at peace. Wonderful. Well, the problem with this is that it's, it's a pattern. This, this is a persistent pattern. It's like, okay, this, what, what's going to happen? That money is going to go somewhere. That money is going to get spent. And a lot of times, one of the patterns that I had in the past was that when I would make a lot of money, um, I would spend it, you know, because I was under this, this naive conclusion that like, oh, I've cracked the code. Now I know how to make money. It's always going to be like this, right? But that's not how we learn our lessons in life, is it? It's not through comfort. It's not through just thinking it, you know, like the law of attraction, it's they, which is which is real, by the way, the law of attraction is real, but it's a it's, it's a felt living experience. It's a living principle that must be practiced all the time, not just when things feel good. 
It must be practiced all the time. It's really the law of magnetism from a um, from more of a, a physics perspective. It's the law of magnetism, which is a feminine principle. The feminine principle is magnetism. The masculine principle is electricity. And so when you integrate the feminine, the, mag- the, the masculine within, now you have electromagnetism, which is the most powerful force in in the, the, the field, if you say the, the, the magnetic field of the earth operates this way through the, through the combination of the masculine sun, the hydrogen and the feminine earth, the oxygen, and those, those, all those things meeting together create electromagnetic field. So we do that within ourselves. We create an electromagnetic field within ourselves, And that's truly how you magnetize and also attract um, the things that you're attracting into your life, right? So that, that's a pretty interesting and deep topic. So I just want to plug that real quick, just for inquiring minds going a little bit deeper. Um, so back to resources. One of the things that I've noticed, well, let me, let me finish off on this whole thermostat thing. So when you notice that you're, it gets a little warm, right? The more, one of the things I noticed was that the more money I was making, I think it was like, I had a, I had a, a thermostat of like $10,000 in the bank account or something. Maybe it was 15,000 or something. Cause when I started my coaching practice, I started evolving my, my offerings. I started developing the confidence to actually charge what I was worth on um, then you know, it started, things started happening very, very quickly. And uh, I noticed um, once I started to get around maybe like $10,000 or maybe just a little bit more, it, it, um, I was comfortable, but there was also this like tension. There was also this like upper limit kind of issue where like, it was like, oh man, okay. Um, this is a little uncomfortable and it also feels really exciting at the same time. But I also noticed that that kind of became a limitation, right? That became an upper limit where once I got around that area, I would kind of lay off the gas and I would get comfortable. But I, I also invest in coaching and I don't invest in cheap coaching either. You know, I invest in high level coaches because I'm devoted to my own evolution and transformation. And I need people that can see my blind spots, whether it's in business, it's my spirituality, it's in my relationships, it's in it's in how I manage money, my finances and accounting. It's in my, um, my uh, physiology, my, my fitness and that kind of thing, whatever it is, right? I'm always, I'm always reinvesting everything that I earn in, back into myself some way, shape or form. And that's, we're, we're going to get into that, that whole piece right there because that's really, that's really the crux. That's really the crux of where all this kind of like, concludes or, or the exploration of like um, of money the nature of money and in the frequency perspective of it um, so let me just finish this thought though the upper limit the thermostat when when you surround yourself with people that are operating at a particular temperature in their life if they're operating at lukewarm you're going to defer more to the lukewarm of the people around you. They say that the five people you surround yourself with become the sum total of your life, become the sum total of the results that you can expect from your life. If you start to surround yourself with people like entrepreneurs 
and that are making more money, that are doing more in the world, that are activated in, in taking massive action in their life, then you're going to experience a temperature rise in your physiology. You will actually, you'll experience a temperature rise. It might feel like tension or in anxiousness or, or a little bit of nervousness. It's all just energy though, right? It's just you're, you're experiencing more accelerated rate of energy in your body that's that is a good point actually because we have all these things like it's fear it's anxiety it's it's blah, 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 all these things right and then we we define it we give it meaning and then we let it hold us back from actually processing the energy and using it productively and doing something useful with it opposed to just being strangled by it so you're operating with a faster rate of energy now you can actually manifest and create a lot quicker but you've got to ride the momentum you can't stop at that point and just back off like oh it's, oh, it's too much right you got to learn to harness that energy and hold the energy and this goes back to the whole principle about it's easier to make a million dollars than it is to keep it we see we've seen this in every single case of people that have won the lottery Oftentimes, people that win the lottery are far worse off than they ever were before they, they won it. They would have been better off if they never won the money because, as Deepak Chopra um, brilliantly says and points out, is that whatever you don't earn, you will automatically sabotage yourself um, and uh, you know, money, money not you know, money received but not earned or worked for is um, I don't know if he said it was a sin or it was just it was just is not a good thing. Let's say it that way. And this that point I just said is going to trigger some people because some people are going to immediately be like, wait a minute, like you know, whatever spiritual belief system or whatever you have around money. This is a this is an interesting thing that I've I've noticed and I, I absolutely see the value in and it might be a longer unfolding of what the, the the actual essence of that is, but I've seen more times than not, if not all the time, when someone acquires more money than they're used to and they did not earn it, they become self-destructive the money becomes a vehicle for their bad habits and their addictions. And those people oftentimes become more of a asshole than they were before, which is interesting because then, then that, that goes to show that money is neutral. Money just makes you more of what you already are, but it gives you more power, more power, right? More, um, you know, quotation marks. It gives you more of an allowance to be belligerent, if you, if you happen to be that type of person, but maybe you weren't being that person because you were, you know, you, you, um, you didn't have that energy that you could just throw your energy around. But all of a sudden people get a bunch of energy, they get a bunch of energy, they get a bunch of money all of a sudden, and then they start acting out and disrespecting people. And, um, and then they self-destruct and, and hit rock bottom and hopefully they, they evolve or, you know, recycle off the planet. That's usually what happens. But anyways, um, if you're, if you're truly a good person and you're truly sincere and honest in your heart, when you come into acquisition of more money, that money makes you more available to give and to contribute and create impact and help other people. Um, not to mention yourself as well. And this is, this is the split, right? Because oh, the, the best natured people, among us in humanity oftentimes are the people that are 
um, have certain beliefs or feelings around money and feels like feel like it's 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 a it's a detrimental thing. It's not a good thing to have a lot of money. I was in a um, one of my my coaching program that I'm running right now of about 15 incredible people in this um, life mastery group coaching program that I'm doing right now. I'm about to actually launch another one. So if you want to talk to me about that, um, send me a message or something. But um, one of the people uh, two weeks ago, we did an entire call based entirely on financial prosperity and all the principles that we're talking about now. We got we went a lot deeper than this. One of the women um, in the the program, she was, uh, you know, she she's a mother and a and a wife and in developing, um, you know, a new business and stuff. And one of the things that came out of her mouth that we we further reframed was this idea that I want to be well off, but I don't want to make too much. And of course, when she said that, I had to inquire further. Well, what exactly is too much, and why? would any amount of money be too much? Well, because it would be uncomfortable, right? That's ultimately what that gets down to. It would be uncomfortable to have more money than I'm accustomed to or that I could imagine having. This brings me to an interesting, this is a connective kind of timeline theme that's coming through my mind right now. So let's just keep following the flow. This brings me to another interesting point about money is that oftentimes we obsess over the money, but we forget about what the heck are we going to do with the money anyways? Are we just going to hoard it and just, you know, save it in our savings account and just let it build and, 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 and like feel comfortable and secure because we have a bunch of money in the bank account? No, that that's that's not why we want to create more abundance in our life is it it's because we want to use the money for something so my perspective is actually let's just take the money conversation off the table for a second and let's focus on what is that you want to create in your life what do you want to do in your life what do you want to acquire in your life what do you want to achieve in your life what kind of lifestyle do you want to live what kind of contribution and impact and philanthropic um, ventures do you want to create? What are the issues that you're concerned about? What are the values that you want to bring more into the world? If we focus on that and give our energy to that, then you'll be pretty astounded about how those things manifest. Sometimes Things do manifest in our life without us having to pay for them, without us having to use money as a form of exchange. Sometimes money is a middleman. Sometimes you don't need to think about the money. You need to focus on the feeling and embody that feeling as a normal experience and focus on what you actually value, what's actually important to you, because the money isn't actually that important to most people. But the money does become more important when you respect and understand the value of money and what it can do in your life, because it's a tool. Money is a tool. Go figure, (laughs) right? So focus on what you would use the tool for. You're not going to obsess over a hammer if you're building a house or, or building a wall or something like 
you're not going to obsess over the hammer, right? You're going to focus on the actual architecture of what you're building. So focus on what you're building. The tools will become available as needed, right? The money will show up. Um, most of you listening, myself included, I bet and I guarantee that you can look back at every single month, rent's covered, food's covered, bills are paid. Somehow, it all continues to get taken care of. You know, there's dips. It's not always the same. It's not always consistent all the time at all times. But somehow, some way, all of my needs have been taken care of and then some. Go figure. How did that happen? Well, because the reason that happened is because that was a need and a necessity. And that was something that, like, I won't go below that. I won't go below that. And most people are just like that. Like, you will not go below a certain level. But here, if our imagination can create that for us on a, on a consistent basis, scientifically reproducible and provable, then why can't we go to another level? Why can't we create a spaciousness from that, that, that low level of what we've been operating from and create another quantum leap? There's no reason why we can't, but we have to adjust our thinking. We have to adjust our consciousness and we have to adjust, um, you know, often in a practical sense, we oftentimes have to adjust our vocation or our career or maybe our approach to our business. You know, all that stuff does come in play. This isn't just like a, a metaphysical conversation. Metaphysics is, is a, is a um, principle based on action and based on material mastery, Right. It's not just about, it's not just about the invisible, but it is about bringing the invisible and making it visible through your own imagination, through your own inner standing, through your own actualization of your own sovereignty as a felt experience first and foremost. That's where it starts. Man, this is, this is a deep subject. There's so much I can get into about this. This is this is this is worth its weight in gold, by the way. If you actually listen to this and you actually employ these principles into your life and you do the inner work, um, this is this is invaluable, priceless information that I'm I'm just I'm just giving you guys to just like you know take this in, take this in. Hmm. Okay, let's. The final thing that I want to talk about in relation to money is our value system. So look at your own life. I promise you this is, this is 100% the case and it's always, it's always happening. We spend money and we invest money based on the things that we value the most. The way that you spend money is a mirror of what you value and what's important to you. So you can talk all day about, oh, I value the environment. Oh, I value my health. I value my relationship. I value my business. I value my community right? You can talk all day about that. And trust me, I, I, I hear it all the time. But when it comes to actually putting your money where your mouth is, all of a sudden people, all their fear programs and poverty programs and scarcity software programs and all the, the reasons and excuses of why it's not the right time and why they can't actually do that. All that stuff comes up. It's, it's actually unbelievable. It's unbelievable to watch it. It's somewhat frustrating to watch it, but it's unbelievable to actually watch the whole thing happen. Um, 
it's fascinating. It's, you know, it's a fascinating study into the, to the human condition. But what I'm saying is that where you put your money is a direct reflection of what is most important to you in that moment, right? So if you say you value your health, prove it. Do you invest into organic food? Like for me personally, it's not even an option. Like it's not even an option under any circumstances whatsoever. I will fast if I can't access organic food. That's baseline. Like in most organic food, I don't even want to eat anyways. (laughs) You know, that's where I'm at with the whole thing. Like I am so... I am so absolutely scrutinous about the food that I put in my body most of the time um, is or organic is baseline. Organic is just food. Like anything below organic is not even food. It's just toxins masquerading as food. It's not even real to me. Um, that's baseline. I invest, I probably invest at least 500, sometimes to a thousand dollars in any given month, um, that might be a little extreme. No, it's not extreme. No, actually, I think about it. No, that's, that's pretty legit. At least into my food regimens, my superfood regimens, my, my tonic herbal regimens, my spring water regimens, my detox cleansing optimization regimens. Um, I have absolutely no problem, no limitation, no scarcity, nothing about doing that. Because guess what? I am the absolute best investment I can possibly imagine before the government and the banking system and the, the whole the whole thing. I am putting my money where my mouth is. And my mouth says that my highest value is my health, my vitality, my optimization and my longevity. So that's 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 not even a question. Um, that's an example, right? Um, so this whole idea of like, I can't afford it and all that kind of stuff like that, you know, it's like, you got to rearrange your priorities. You got to rearrange your priorities, you know? Um, because that's really where your power is. Your power is in what you prioritize. It's not in what you pretend to believe. It's not in what you say you believe even to yourself. It's not what you, you, rehearse as an affirmation to yourself it's what you do it's your intention plus action creates the result it's not about again what i just said right where you put your money is an indication of what is most valuable and important to you in that moment playing the money game has showed me where all of my incongruencies were where all of my insecurities were where all of the all of the lack, limitation, scarcity, and poverty programming was still in my, my field, still in my mind. But I worked through it. I worked through it. I say, what, what's one of the things I, I told you earlier in this call? I am obsessed with my own evolution and my own transformation. Therefore, I will invest thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars into my own personal development in the form of hiring coaches real solid embodied coaches in a particular department of that I need in that particular area. Um, I, I, I have no problem doing that. It doesn't mean it's easy. No, every time I've invested in a new upgrade, it was not easy. And it usually came at a time where I, I didn't feel like I had enough money or I was ready for it. And there was excuses and I've gone through that, but luckily I have enough self-awareness and enough self honesty 
where I can call a spade a spade. I can call myself out like, no, you're like, that's not real. You're that right there. What you're saying about the situation or about your ability to move forward. That's not actually true. You're just not being resourceful right now. You're not activating your full potential to create what you want. That's why you're apprehensive about moving forward. And every time that happens, it is a, it's a moral imperative. It's an integrous imperative for me to actually move forward, whether I have all the money in the bank account at that moment or not, because I know that energetically, now that I've created the awareness of that reality, I've told myself the truth. If I don't act on it, I'm going to be so out of integrity with myself that I won't be able to create anything. Most people are doing this unconsciously. Most people are so out of integrity with themselves and they've created distrust within themselves through the choices that they've made and going back on what they actually value um, that they're not able to make empowered decisions in a situation like that, which would actually help them get to the next level and would increase their self-respect, would increase their confidence and their conviction and would allow them to go to the next level right? Instead of their, their low level upper limit that they're bumping their head against, wondering why things aren't working, wondering why they're not getting the results that they want, right? And um, so it's, it's a moral imperative for me. Anytime lacks, lack, limitation, scarcity, any, anytime that stuff comes up for me, it's a moral imperative for me to act in faith and to, to move through that. Because I, I, I will not live that way. That is a choice I made for my own evolution. I will not live that way. And I will not put the people closest to me um, in any kind of detrimental situation because I was unwilling to face myself. I was unwilling to move forward with what I was afraid of. And the fear is just a phantom feeling that's propagating, showing me as a feedback system where my work is to do, right? So money is a powerful mirror. It's a powerful mirror. Um, yeah, there's a lot I can say about that. But ultimately, this point is one of the most important points that I, I could possibly mention, which is that your value system will be revealed to you based on how you invest your time, your energy, and your resources. That's what it comes down to. You can't bypass that. You can't, you can't really get around that. Look at your own life. What do you value? Do you really value what you say you value? Is what's important really important to you? Where are you putting your time? Where are you putting your energy? Where are you putting your money? What you appreciate will continue to appreciate over time. It will compound and create interest and it will help you create the things that you really truly desire to create in your life. But if you're unwilling to do that and you just keep playing this peekaboo with reality, this hide and seek with reality and keep dancing around the issue of money, then, um, you know, uh, it's not a good place to be. Not a good place to be. Right. So I've talked about a lot of different things here, um, a lot of different concepts. There's a lot more I could talk about. It's a good place to just kind of like pause, just kind of leave it there. and. Um, yeah, let this sink in. You might need to listen to this again. This is this is one of the biggest issues in our civilization, the mismanagement of our energy, the mismanagement mismanagement of our um our money, our resources, our finances. Um 
not understanding the power of investing in ourself. When we invest in ourselves, we invest in our dreams. When we invest in other people's dreams, i.e. our employers working for a just over broke situation called a job, then we're building someone else's dreams. But what about our dreams? What about your dreams? What are your dreams worth is another question I would ask to you. And anyone that I'm talking to and they want to work with me and I'm sharing them like, look, this is the program. This is what it is. Are you ready to move forward? And then, you know, it's like they're, all of a sudden they're ready to go. But then when we get into the, re- the, the, the details and it's like, oh, oh, my God, like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, my God. It's, it's, I, I get it. Look, I get it. But you got to have some self-restraint, right? You got to have some self-restraint and some awareness that like, yeah, your fear is going to come up. But your fear is no good reason not to move forward on the thing that your heart and your soul is telling you to get on with right? It's, it's funny. Just laugh at it. Just laugh at those things when they come up. Um, but what are your dreams worth? That's really the, the final question I have for you is, what are your dreams worth? What is your life worth? And the answer is that it's priceless. It's invaluable. So don't, don't limit yourself based on a mismanagement of imagination based on a lack of cultivating your own imagination for what's possible, based on your own fears and and worries and concerns and excuses and all this stuff that leads, really, it leads us nowhere in a hurry. And that's really not where we want to be, especially in the age of massive, opulent abundance of every single thing we could ever conceive of. We can have anything we want at a snap of a finger. And yet we choose to get the scraps from the table of the 1% that are running everything. And then we point fingers and blame them like, oh, my God, see, they're hoarding all the money. No, no, no victim. There's no victims allowed in this, the game of evolution at this point. No victims allowed. Okay. You have every single opportunity. I have every single opportunity. We all have every single opportunity on God's green earth to do whatever we want with our life and make a masterpiece out of it. And our struggles and our pain and our wounds are our access point to our greatest power. So vaporizing the victim attitude is absolutely essential for all of this. Right. When I start talking about this, I get really kind of laser focused. Uh, the, the samurai martial artist warrior in me comes out because, man, we need to cut through the illusions. We got to cut through the delusions and illusions that are keeping us in this perpetual hamster wheel of suffering and samsara, the scars, the samskaras that we have that are based in wounding and pain. We got to really just move through this at this point in human history. And everybody deserves to have opulent abundance. If you're worried about people that don't have enough, that are living on the streets, living in tents on the streets, I get it. You think I've seen poverty that most people can't even imagine. I've been around it. I've been around it so much. And one of the things I've realized is that the best thing I can do for poor people is not be not become one of them. You know, like the best thing I can do for the poor is not become poor myself, right? That that right there, like that right there is such a profound, irrefutable truth. Because if you have resources, you can actually help people. 
not to mention help yourself first and foremost. But if you're worried about other people not having enough and somehow thinking that you having something and someone else not means that you should be guilty and shameful, that's a program that you need to look at. That's a program that was imprinted upon you and imposed upon you, likely from your grandparents and their parents' generation. Because keep in mind, just like we know epigenetically with the transference of one generation to another genetically and how disease can manifest psychosomatically through the generations, it's no different with the money conversation because think of the time and the era that our grandparents and their parents came from. A little something called the Depression. Remember that whole thing and the Holocaust and all the, the slavery and all the atrocities that have taken place in humanity almost like yesterday, basically, like a blink of an eye in our timeline. It wasn't that long ago, right? Think about the, the consciousness that's been passed on. You may have programs going on right now that are not yours, that were passed on by your grandparents and their grandparents and passed on through the generations, filtering and distilling just a little bit more, but there's still residue in the conscious field. So really, in closing, mastering your relationship with money is one of the most powerful ways to gain mastery, autonomy, agency, and sovereignty over your own being in the 21st century. That's the reason for money. It's a game. So you got to master the game. And, and by the way, it doesn't mean it does, has nothing to do with a certain money amount. You know, I, I think most people that think that they need to be like massive entrepreneurs and make millions of dollars, most of those people would be better off doing what they love to do and making 80 grand a year instead of chasing like more money, more money, more. Is that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you got to do what you love to do and find a way to only do what you love to do. That's, how, that, that's the breakdown of all this. Doing what you love to do and finding a way to only do what you love to do. If that's 80 grand or 100 grand a year based on your own efforts, based on your own business associated with something that you love that brings creativity and joy and enthusiasm and vitality to you and, and is betterment for the world, do that. Forget about the million dollars. Who cares? But if there is an opportunity to create more and you love to do that, then don't limit yourself is what I'm saying, right? Don't limit yourself. You're an unlimited being and you have a finite amount of time on this planet. Stop squandering it. Get real. Look yourself in the mirror. Claim what you want. Decide what you're willing to do. Moment by moment, develop a plan of action, reverse engineer from the outcome, reverse engineer back, and get in the game. That's it. All right, everyone. Hope this resonated. Hope this came through. Hope it landed for you. And um, that's all I got for you right now. That's all I got. The relationship with money is an indication and mirror to you, the relationship with yourself.